You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast. Brought to you by Sound Talent Media and Evergreen Podcasts, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians to talk about their lives, music, and craft beer. How you've been having a glorious week so far? I most certainly have been. Before we jump into today's episode, I'd just like to ask you to follow the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast on the podcast platform of your choice. Well, more than that, I'm asking you to tell a friend about the podcast. If there's someone in your life that just loves extreme metal, well, you should tell them that the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast exists. You can tell them that there are over 300 episodes where I sit down with some of the best extreme metal musicians in the world. If you would encourage one of your friends to become a brand new Vox and Hops head, that would be something that I would truly appreciate. Now, today's episode is a special one. It's a roundtable discussion all about Devastation on the Nation 2022, which Vox and Hops is proudly a presenting sponsor of. Get ready, everyone. This is Vox and Hops episode number 338 with Daniel DeFonce of Metal Festival Tours, Lars Nedlin of Borknagar, Ken Sorceron of Abigail Williams and Vela Panath, Dennis McCoola of Ghostbath, and Jason Ashbury and Jesse Schobel of Storm Ruler. I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. Hey, what's up, everyone? Today is a very, very special Vox and Hops episode. It is a roundtable discussion with uh, most of the members of the bands that will be a part of Devastation on the Nation 2022, which I am very, very proud to be a presenting sponsor with alongside Metal Festival Tours, of course. Today, I'm joined by Daniel DeFonce of Metal Festival Tours. We got Lars of Borknagar. We got Dennis of Ghostbath. And we have the men behind Storm Ruler. We got Jesse and Jason. How how are you guys doing? Great. Excellent, man. Doing great, Glorious. Man. I'm very, very stoked to be a part of Devastation on the Nation. It uh, is something that I've been a part of for a long time. Right, Defonce? Yeah, we, for years. <laughs> <laughs> this is a tour that's taken some time to get here because, uh, you know, there was a little thing that happened such as... Uh, a pandemic that sort of slowed it all down. But luckily we are hanging out now before the tour starts because the tour is running from April 21st till May 22nd. It's a long one. You guys are going to hang out a lot. And as a presenting sponsor, I wanted to uh, bring you guys together beforehand in case you guys didn't know each other so you can get to know each other a little bit beforehand. I know that if I was going on tour and I had the chance to hang out with fellow tour mates before the tour, I would be stoked about that. So this is a little gift that I wanted to give to all of you. Let's dance straight into the shittiness of the questions the way that I normally like to start my podcast before we can jump into more fun waters. Let's talk about canceling Devastation 2020. And I want to talk to Defonce first about this. Uh, your reaction, uh, you were actually one of the first tours to pull out and then subsequently reschedule, which I'll get to later. Talk to me about that mindset, the idea of having to cancel this massive tour that we had been promoting together for, <laughs> for months and months and months. Yeah, I mean, it was obviously kind of out of nowhere. Um, when it all went down, I remember watching, you know, the... Uh, our last president uh, say that he's closing all the borders. And the following day, I was leaving for a trip with my girlfriend for our anniversary to uh, Big Bend National Park. And the night before, I was like, I don't know if we're going to be able to go. Like, this is going to be, you know, I might have to like reschedule and cancel stuff. And I woke up the next morning and I was like, let's just go. <laughs> Fuck it. So we did. 
And then when we got back on the Monday or Tuesday, I can't remember what day we got back, but that's when everything went down, like rescheduling all of it. It was definitely overwhelming because I never had to do anything like that. You know, I don't think any of us had to uh, deal with something so uh, wild like this. So um, luckily, everybody was on board with uh, rescheduling, you know, a year later. So I got it done within like a day <laughs> or two. Like all the venue, like every all the bands on the tour were like, yes, yes, yes. And I was like, all right, great. That was way faster than I thought it was going to be. And then all the promoters and venues just in about a day or two, like, we're like, yeah, that date's available. So we just got everything rescheduled, kept everything exactly the same, just updated all the artwork. And then we announced it. And I thought that was going to happen. <laughs> I thought it was going to go through a year later, but no. So we got other plans. Yeah, it was definitely overwhelming, though. I mean, it was, it was crazy. I mean, it was not only like this tour I had to reschedule, but tons of other stuff to reschedule or just can't upright just cancel you know mm, you were definitely one of the first though, to have that mindset to like let's immediately rebook this yeah what why, why did you have that decision versus other people that were just like oh we're gonna postpone it why did you have it in your mind that to book it immediately i don't know i was just i just wanted to get it done i guess i'm like this type of person that just wants to get shit done as fast as i can you know get it done the right way i'm, I'm not you know but I just wanted to get it done. This is like, I love this tour and it's been great and it's been growing over the years. And, you know, the lineup we have is, I think, incredible and people love it. You know, these are bands like Borknagar hasn't been here in so long. You know, Rotting Christ too, you know, not as long as Borknagar, but uh, Rotting Christ as well and the other bands. So it's just like, I just want to get this done and rescheduled. And if I can get that done, I think it'd be awesome. And people will be really, really stoked about it, which I think everyone was. And I was like, okay, that went well, you know, but I don't know. I'm just like what person that just wants to get it done. I don't want to wait. I hate waiting. I'm very impatient. <laughs> Is it the type of thing that like, if it's not complete, it sits in your mind and then yes. you can't focus on the next project. Yeah. It just kind of eats at me. Hmm. If I just like sat on it and didn't reschedule it, it would have just ate at me. I, I, I wouldn't have been able to think about anything else. <laughs> well, props to you for that. Uh, Lars, talk to me about it's been tw- over 20 years just about that Borknagar hasn't toured North America. Yeah. I mean, we, um, we did one festival uh, back in 2019, and that's the only time we, we've played the States since the late 90s, I guess. So, uh, so yeah, it's about, it's about goddamn time <laughs> we come back. <laughs> and that's why it was so frustrating when all this went down back in, back in 2020, because we... It, it was cancelled like a week before it was supposed to start. And we had done some, you know, we had worked this in a crazy way in, in Norway just to get everything in order when it came to, you know, our kids and um, uh, the um, our, our day-to-day work and, you know, everything was fixed. And then a week before it was just, yeah, no, <laughs> not going to happen. And that's also why we, I mean, we, we were so stoked that, uh, everyone was so positive to try and get this done, just reschedule it one year from now. Uh, and then when everything had to be, you know, rescheduled once more, then I, I don't know, the reaction wasn't that, you know, um, it wasn't that rough the second time because we'd come through that one once already, I guess. So it's to be just expected like, at yeah. that point. Yeah, it was kind of, you were kind of used to that right. by then. Because you'd done that to like 20 different festivals and we'd done that to two European tours as well. 
I mean, 2020, we were supposed to go on two different European tours and a US Canada tour. And everything was just, yeah, not one single gig that year. We were supposed to do like, uh, I don't know, close to 70 gigs, I guess, that year alone. And everything was just, yeah, pushed. So uh, I'm, I'm really happy that this actually came together. So, so we got to, um, um, we got to do this do it this year instead because um, as you said it's been more than 20 years since uh, Borknagar toured the States so it's about time it's about time we uh, we came back and we did it properly very exciting we have an, another member of the tour party that has just joined the meeting we got Ken Sorceron he's uh, hailing for Abigail Williams uh, but he's also hailing for Vail Panath as well which we can talk about because this episode is coming out a few days before the tour Ken how you doing oh I'm good just on the road, as you can see. Vox and Hops is all about hanging out with my metal friends, talking about their lives, music, and craft beer. Uh, Ken from Abigail Williams, Vail Panath, is cracking a beer right now. He is, the, the you know, the van is parked, so it's definitely not moving, and it's definitely legal. On my side, I'm going to be drinking a very special beer, something that I've been holding on to for two years. Uh, it was a beer that was created for the after party in Toronto. Uh, for Devastation in the Nation by Henderson Brewing Company. This is the last can that I have. It's called Devastation. Uh, Jamie Morris, the head brewer of Henderson Brewing. Sorry, Jamie Morris, the head brewer of Folly Brewing now, used to be at Henderson, and he created this. It's a block lager. Uh, It says that it's 6%, but that's a lie. It's way, way higher than that. And there was going to be a killer, killer, killer after party, but sadly there was no show, so there was no after party. Uh, and uh, I'm really not going to be drinking this. I've only hung on to the can just because it was my first can collab. But I will be drinking drinking this, which is a brand new Vox & Hops collab called Omnius uh, by Labrus Brewing Company. It's based upon the Cryptopsy song Omnius, uh, taken from the self-titled album back in 2012. Uh, Philip Ivanovic, the Vox & Hops alumni, made a killer, killer artwork uh, for this. Uh, It is an imperial black lager, which is perfect to replace Devastation. So it's a 9% black lager. Uh, what are you guys drinking on your side? Uh, Lars, you tell us what you got. Okay, so I have uh, a Norwegian beer from a brewery called uh, Tuel, which means two beers, even though I just have one beer. Uh, it's called Snubleus, which is Norwegian for stumble juice. Uh, and uh, it's a session India Pale Ale. So uh, yeah, nice. How about uh, Dennis? I saw you just took a little sip there or something. What you drinking? Oh, yeah. Um, well, I'm having a bunch of people over tonight to watch the fight, so I didn't want to start drinking too early. <laughs> um, so I got a coffee today. I just, I just woke up. It's uh, I just moved to Pittsburgh. There's a, um, uh, a coffee house called Black Forge. It's kind of like a metal coffee house here, and uh, it's called Nephilim. So it's like a mix of light roast and dark roast. So you still got like the caffeine. But uh, it's still really bitter. I really, I just drink it black, so it's pretty good. Uh, Storm Roller, what are you guys drinking on your side? Uh, we have a nice fine pilsner from uh, Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, uh, Miller Light. It's got a nice old English fonts. Uh, uh, very good. Nice label. It's, it says on the can that it is a fine pilsner beer, <laughs> and I agree. Great label. <laughs> I love the artwork. Daniel Defons, what are you drinking? I'm drink, on your side? drinking a nice polar orange vanilla seltzer. <laughs> no alcohol today, but yes, I love these. They're so good. It's like a dream cycle. Cheers to you all. Orange Thanks for hanging out for a bit. Yeah, of course. 
I have a, a shittier question about the rescheduling that came up to me as I was putting this together. Uh, for, for mainly for Borkenagar and Abigail Williams, did you have to say no to better tour offers because you were already booked? It's a good question. I don't think so. No, no one wants us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all, all the different tours and festivals, everything was just like up in the air. So it, it was kind of like the, the first ones to say, okay, these are the dates. We get the dates. So um i mean that's that's one of the reasons why it's a good idea to do this like uh like you did daniel uh i mean just do it quickly because then you can actually get the dates for the for the different bands it's easier when you do it you know all the uh, same as soon as yeah, you can as soon as you can too it, so it was super perfect at first the complete rescheduling worked out and then imperial triumph and sadly couldn't make it because they got booked on something else or one of their members was available busy on something yeah. else that's what uh, it was yeah and then sadly wolfheart had to drop out and you had to find new bands take me to your mindset when you find out that wolfheart is not going to be there and you have to fill this lineup how quickly did you come up with these wonderful bands that are with us today it was honestly pretty quick because i work with ghost ghost bath and stefan works with storm roller and um when I was finding out that Wolfhard probably won't be able to come over for it, I just knew, I was like, I need something for Ghost Bath. So I hit up Dennis right away. And then Stefan suggested Storm Roller. Because originally I was like, I don't want to do six bands, but Steph's like, well, if you think about it, it'll be like the same amount of sets, you know, set length as Wolfhard. So, you know, a little bit longer, like five minutes, but there you go. And I'm like, Oh, you got a point. So I was like, okay, that's uh, a storm roller or cool. So, and then Dennis got back to me right away for the most, you know, I think in like a day, Dennis got back to me. It was like, yeah, we can do it. We can make it work. So it was just like, okay, done. And then hit up all the promoters again, <laughs> you know, and all of them were fine. Everyone was like, okay, yeah, cool. Send us the art. No big deal. Hmm. No one, no one was upset. You know, Every, I mean, you know, some people were like, oh, that's a bummer about Wolfhard, obviously, but they were like, these are two great bands as well. So let's just you know, let's keep it going. No point. Thanks a lot for accepting us. Yeah, we appreciate it. Yeah, no, I'm glad that would be really awesome for us. Yeah, no, it definitely will be. That's my next question. Obviously, your reactions when you received those emails. Um, how stoked were you? <laughs> was it? Was it? Was it like, oh shit, I gotta get time off work? Was it a hassle or was it an exciting moment? You take it first. Storm uh, in the storm camp, we're pretty used to getting by by the skin of our teeth. <laughs> so we said we'd do it and we'll figure it out. <laughs> we were actually in the studio, so oh, I was really? yeah, I was recording drum tracks. Uh, and like, you know, probably fucking up playing the same fill over and over or something. <laughs> and I was like, and Jason's like, Hey dude, by the way, remember how we were <laughs> hoping to get something for the first part of this year? Well, what we just fell in our lap. And I was like, <laughs> you know, like drum, drum, drum celebration. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty cool. It was a good moment for sure. How about for ghost bath? What, what was, how easy was that? Yes. Um, oh, it was, it was super easy we we got kind of stuck with the pandemic where we haven't been on tour since like 2019 the end of 2019 19. 18 was it 18 yeah yeah the end of 2019 in october so we've been looking for something for a while we like postponed our our album release because we're like oh we'll just wait till all this blows over and then we can like tour on the album which obviously you know it it, it kept getting longer and longer and so finally um when, when he, when Dan hit me up, uh, I was at the mall and I was like, call me right now. And I like talked to him right then and there. And I like hit up the guys and we're all like, okay, 
uh, we don't know if we can all make it, which we do have some fill-ins, but they were just like, we'll make it work no matter what. So, you know, Ken, um, there's like the secret, the secret band, and we all know who it is. And at this point it will be announced, uh, (laughs) Abigail Williams, double duties for many of the members of your band. How are you going to make it different? How are you, how are like someone at the show going to look at this and go without just the different backdrops being there (laughs) and obviously the different songs, how are you going to make it special for the people? First of all. The band, yes, the bands, the bands sound completely different. Uh, also, Abigail, we wear hoods, so it's a little different. It's like I don't think it'll be, and there's a band in between us, so it's not like that big. Of a, the problem is, okay, I play a set. Usually, I just want to like start pounding beers right away. You know what I mean? Now I have to fucking wait. Wait, that, was, that was my first thought. I was like, wow, you're not back to back either. So you got to wait like a band set's worth of time. And then like, well, I can't get too drunk. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> can't go wandering the, around. That's going to be the challenge. But, uh, no, I mean, I've done, I've done double duty tours. Like there was a tour, Abigail. Remember that, Defonce, we had that Abigail and Wolfhammer tour. And mm-hmm. then, yeah. I had to sing for Wolfhammer and then their bass player left. And then I was singing and playing bass for Wolfhammer back to back. Like I, it's, you know, it's no one, no one, if anything, no people, yeah, if anything, people like yeah. thought it was cool, you know? Yeah. I feel bad. Is, is Sieber playing drums for both bands? Yes. yes. I feel bad <laughs> for him. He's going to have to set up his kit. Take down his kit and then set up his kit again. For sharing. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna. I would like to point out that would suck. Yeah, <laughs> as a drummer, so leave it there. I did yeah. say Dennis. No, Gabe cannot also play for you. Guys. Yeah, we actually uh, wanted him to play for us too. He's just I probably would intervene and be like, "No, guys, listen, you're gonna kill the guy. What are we doing here?" <laughs> Shout out to Sieber Vox and House Alumni. He, yeah, I think he, he was one of the original ten, actually. Was he really? I think That's so. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Fans are going to come to this tour because it's amazing, but there are a lot of tours going on. Uh, why should someone come? What should, what can people expect from Devastation on the Nation from your part? I'll, I'll chime in what Vox and Hops is bringing to the table for Devastation on the Nation later, but what, what can they expect? What are you bringing? And we'll start with uh, Lars. Well, the, the first Borknagar US tour in more than 20 years. I mean, can, can you imagine how soaked we are to finally come back and play? Uh, I mean, there's going to be just a whole lot of fucking energy coming from that fact alone. Um, and also, I mean, t- since we, uh, we went over and we played uh, the Maryland Death Fest back in 2019, which was the, I mean, that's the only gig we've done in the States uh, for the last 20 years. And just the audience was so amazing. Um, just finally getting to see our fans uh, um, on that continent. Uh, so, so I think what you can, um, what you can expect from us is um, for us to, to give you our all. You know, we're going to give everything we can um to make sure that we we make this uh you know the the best tour that we've ever done hmm. how about dennis ghost bath what's ghost bath bringing to the table to devastation on the nation um 
for us, I mean, it's our it's our first time touring since 2019. Like I said, uh, we have this brand new record out. We're going to be playing all brand new songs. So we've never played any of these live. Um, so people will get to, you know, see that for the first time. And um, yeah, we're going to we're going to be itching to play live. We're going to we're not going to take it for granted anymore. We're going to give it our all every night. And uh, I think people will really enjoy it. Yeah. Storm Ruler, is this your first big tour? Yeah, this is going to be our first big support tour. And on top of that, we, uh, we're replaying some stuff from the Underburning Eclipse, but we've also got some new offerings to to show what we're about. So, Yeah, plus I'd like to say that even if we weren't on this tour, I'd definitely be going because I want to see Port Nagar. I'm a big fan of Port Before Stormroller ever really got together, I remember sitting in an apartment drinking, talking about next time Port Nagar actually comes to the States, we need <laughs> yeah. to go see it. So. Yeah, okay. so super psyched <laughs> to check that. them out nightly. How about you, uh, Ken? Ken, the Double Duties, both bands. What what can people expect? Uh, you are on tour right now with Vale, so so how are you going to make that different? We're going to play even more new material um, for Vale, and also Abigail will play some new stuff as well. Um, stuff no one's heard, you know. There. And uh, yes, and. I mean, this is only my first tour um, with Vale, but I can say, like, yeah, we we do pretty. I say we put up put on a pretty good live show. So, um, and Abigail, you know, you can expect what people have seen a million times already from us. You know, more but, more uh, fog though this yeah. time. More fog. More fog. And, <laughs> so are we and sharing fog machines? Better. How do they triple fog machine? Bring your own fog. <laughs> bring your own fog. But uh we bring one that, and Abigail. <laughs> yeah, we bring one that really pumps it out. So if you need fog. <laughs> the black metal must. Hey, what's up, Vox and Hopsheads? I just want to take a little moment about Cryptopsy's upcoming tours. That's right, I'm talking about the Scream of Perseverance tour and our headliner dates that coincide with that tour called As Summer Burns. The Scream of Perseverance tour is kicking off at the end of May and runs all the way until the end of June. We are supporting the mighty death to all. We are going all over the United States and we are hitting some of Canada. So excited to be honoring the legendary music of death alongside amazing musicians that performed on these albums. Even more stoked to be doing some headliner dates in some cities that I've actually never played in. If you are planning to come to any of these shows, you should definitely grab your tickets by going to voxandhops.com slash summer and you will be able to grab all of your tickets there. That's voxandhops.com slash summer. Do it, people. Come hang out with me. Enjoy life, metal, and craft beer in your hometown. Come to a show. We're going to have a great time. Now, enough about all of that. Let's get back to the episode. On my side, uh, Vox and Hops is going to be bringing some very cool after parties uh, in a few of the cities. I've been in working quite hard throughout the past few months trying to find very cool metal breweries uh, close to the venues so that there can be either a pre-show party, after-show party, uh, exclusive beers that will be available at some of the events. If they're not available at the event, they will be available at the brewery. Um, if there are exclusive beers that are made, there will be cases that are going to show up uh, in tour buses. So so you guys can all enjoy uh, the fruits of my labor to help make uh, Devastation on the Nation a little bit more fun for all of you. It's going it's to be fun. 
Here in Montreal, there will be an after party at Turbo House. I will be there. We're going to have a good, good time, and there's going to be a lot of very, very cool beers that I'm going to have selected, especially for that occasion, and we're going to have a blast, as well as in Quebec City. Uh, there's a, It's going to be a, you got to walk up a hill. I'm warning you in advance, it is a very steep hill, but there is a party happening in Quebec City as well. <laughs> I've been on many tours. Uh, as I mentioned, when I started this off, I would have loved to have had an opportunity to meet the people that I'm going to be on the road with for over a month uh, to get to know them a little bit better, uh, to help the tour run more smoothly. What would be some advice that you can give each other so that uh, you don't get on each other's nerves? Who wants to take that one? <laughs> Who wants to take that one? <laughs> Just get there on time for load in. <laughs> And help each other. I'm pretty easygoing. Like nothing really gets on my nerves usually. So it's hard to piss me off. It really is. (laughs) Honestly, I'll remember that. Yeah. (laughs) How about Borknagar? What's something that an opening band has done that you've just never forgiven them for? What? what, (laughs) Without naming names. No, I mean the, the the most common one is just drinking all our beers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Keep your hands to yourself. That's, that's sorry in advance. That's the typical one, you know. You, you, you'll find the opening band just dead drunk uh, in your backstage area, having uh, you know consumed every single one of your beers. Once and also coming coming to get a shower and there's no hot water left. Mm. That's you know, uh, yeah. no beers and cold water in the shower. Yep. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> Noted, noted. Yeah. So first night, Jason, we got to make sure we drink every Hortnagar beer. <laughs> yes. All the Hortnagar beers. Got it. Just to, um, just to know where you start. Yes, right? yes. Start off the relationship. <laughs> nice. Yeah. How about you, Ken? Oh, what, what is uh, something you learned right away that, that you, you want to make sure it doesn't happen on this tour for any people that are here with us now? Uh, there's, I can't say anyone's going to... Nothing's going to annoy me. I've seen so much shit. I've done like 50 something tours now. You know what I mean? Been touring since like 1999. What could possibly happen that's going to annoy me at this point? You know what I mean? <laughs> it literally. Just don't steal your beers, pretty much. I, yeah, but even then, I just like go, oh, yeah, that happens. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. karma. That's karma for the other times that you did it. Yeah, it's else. not yeah, like. Probably. <laughs> Yeah, the last tour uh, Abigail did, we definitely, we definitely did some beer stealing, but uh, <laughs> you know, they weren't drinking. You know what I mean? Yeah, they were going to let them go to waste. <laughs> they were going to let them go to waste, and I hate to see that. I mean, sometimes you have to um, you have you have to save the beers, you know, from from bands that wouldn't drink them the proper yes. way, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you, Can't let them go. Beer warm. etiquette. Yeah, you know? I mean, seriously, you got to take yeah. care of those beers. <laughs> got to take care of you know, yeah. they're self they're they're self conscious, so they yep. don't want to feel like they've been rejected. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, gotta make the beers feel welcome. Yes. One last question, classic Fox and Hops wrap up question. I've asked you three, four of you this question already, so I know your answers, but I'm curious if it's any different when you're on the road. What are your tour hangover cures? When you're on tour and you wake up and you feel like absolute dog shit because you had too much fun the night before at a Vox and Hops after party, what are you going to do? Pedialyte, Tums, and some coffee. Sounds about right. Smoking weed. I got smoke some weed. <laughs> Smokeable. Yeah. <laughs> Drink some Gatorade. Yeah. How about you, Lars? I go running. I go running. 
Ooh, run it off. Uh, yeah. sweat it Lars, off, I'll right? go run them with you. I run as well. Ah, perfect. There I'll you drive go. along beside you guys and cheer you on. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'll drive along I'll beside be the you. Like. Yeah. Uh, I just I will not be running. I mean, like nothing nothing will get that stuff out of your out of your system like the 10k run, right? Wow. So yeah. That that really I may do a 5k, you can take the 10k. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> How about you, Ken? What, 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 what do you do when you wake up and you feel like horse shit the next morning? That's every day. Um, <laughs> no. There's really nothing. just accustomed to it now. I feel like uh, I've, when I was younger, there were some cures, but now nothing really works. So I still do the Pedialyte. I'll still... I, sometimes a can of Coke might help a little bit. Honestly, I feel like complete dog shit until after we play after sweating on stage and all that after that i actually feel good um and i'm ready to party again but um the trick is just keep drinking the whole tour so that you don't get <laughs> <hungover>. so, <laughs> and you just wake up and crack a beer and keep going consistency is key yes <laughs> well the problem with that is then you get the two week hangover when you get home and that's brutal oh uh, yeah Absolutely. You come home, your family expects you to be in top shape because yeah, right. they've been waiting for you to do all these things. There's the, the list of chores that you need to accomplish, and you just feel like dog shit because you were drinking with your friends on tour <laughs> for three weeks, four weeks. Luckily, Dennis. I live, our bands all live together. And so we get home and we're equally shitty. So. <laughs> Love it. Dennis, what, what, what do you do when you wake up and you're hungover on tour? Um, I usually just try to sleep as long as I can. I'm like the night driver. So um, if we ever have to like wake up and drive, I can just lay on one of the bench seats in the van. And then um, usually I'll take like an Excedrin. That's my go-to uh, medicine. So <laughs> yeah, I, I'll usually like sleep the entire drive the next day. You know, even if it's like five, six hours, I won't get out of the van. I won't. I'll just lay on the bench the whole time. Devastation on the Nation 2022 is coming up uh, April 21st to May 22nd. Get your tickets, metalfestivaltours.com. Uh, I'm going to be there in Montreal. I am hoping to see this tour be a massive, massive success. There's already a second show happening at St. Vitus. I forgot to talk about Let's talk oh, about that. Yeah. Talk to me about that, Defense, please. Uh, the, the show sold so well in New York City. St. Yeah. Vitus is not the biggest venue. I will no. say that. But it's one to, of my favorites, you're going to put on two shows in one day. That's four sets, Ken. You're going to play four yeah. sets. Is it two shows back to back or is no. the second show just Rotting Christ and Borkner? This, so the second show is just Rotting Christ and Borkner. Oh, okay. And, All right. And I thought the, so. And whose idea it was was David from St. Vitus. Nice. Back in 2020, he was like, yo, yeah. could, would they both be down to do a late show? And I'm like, I'll ask them. And, you know, both bands are like, yeah, sure. You know, and, uh, not like you got to break anything down. You just get off stage, clean up a little bit, you know, rest, have a beer, get back on stage like 45 minutes an hour later and do it again. <laughs> but, uh, wow. Yeah, it was just a cool idea like that. I didn't, I didn't know, you know, Borknagar guys or Rotting Christ was going to be like, what? You know, I mean, they probably were like, wait, huh? But um, yeah, I mean, I'm glad it worked out. I, I wanted to move venues, put in a bigger venue, but St. Vitus was just like, no, we want to have it here. I'm like, all right, all right. I'm like, next devastation that well, we're promoter bigger venue guy. Minus, right? Yeah. yeah, but he does stuff at other venues too. He has other rooms that are like 500 caps. So, nice. 
we wanted to honor it at St. Vitus. You know, we didn't want to take it away from there. And, you know, that's fair. Because that place is definitely a metal. Yes. It's about as metal as it gets. It is. It is. Absolutely. Great hospitality. So I'm happy about I'm happy for the second show. Lars, Lars, t- what was Berknagar's reaction to, to playing a second show in one night? Is that something you've ever done before? Um, not with the Borknagar, but I mean, I've done double duty with different bands on the same night. I, uh, I've done festivals with, uh, Solofald, one of my other bands and just do a Solofald show and then 45 minutes uh, pause and then go on stage with, uh, with Borknagar. So, and I'm thinking, I mean, we, we're there to play. So if we can do two gigs in one night, sure. Why not? You know, I think it'll be fun. It's really amazing. I wonder what the fans, if it was like extra people that bought more tickets or if the same fan bought two tickets. There must be people that were so excited that they bought both tickets. Yeah, I've seen comments from people that like bought both tickets. And I've seen comments from people being like, yeah, I can't wait for the, you know, I didn't get tickets for the first show. Mm-hmm. So I'm coming to the late night show. So it'll probably be a mix, a mix of like the people that were already there and some other newcomers as well. Super sick. Uh, so excited. April 21st, May 22nd, get your tickets because, uh, you know, more of these shows are going to sell out. I know that I'm going to see as the tour is progressing, getting closer, the, the, the poster is going to have more and more of those beautiful little reds sold out uh, stamps yes. on those dates. I'm super stoked about this. I am beyond honored to be presenting Devastation on the Nation 2022 with Metal Festival Tours. Uh, this was an absolute blast. Massive cheers to all of you for hanging out with me for a bit to talk about the tour, getting ready for this awesome, awesome tour. Massive cheers to all of you. This was an absolute cheers. pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. Cheers. Cheers. Hey, thank you all so, so much for listening right to the end. You know that I love and appreciate that. Man, this was an awesome, awesome hang. We had so much fun. Sadly, Sackis of Rotting Christ was unavailable for this conversation, but I am hoping to have a conversation with them when Devastation on the Nation comes through Montreal. I'm looking forward to that. You should pick up your tickets to this if you want to go. These shows are selling out. Since we recorded this, Chicago has also sold out. Uh, There are a bunch of amazing craft beers that are going to be available at five of these dates. I will be announcing the Devastation on the Nation craft beer releases in the following week. I'm just so damn stoked about Devastation on the Nation 2022. Don't miss your chance. Grab those tickets. If you enjoyed this Vox and Hops episode, you should sign up to the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast mailing list. You can do that on my website, voxandhops.com. That's V-O-X-A-N-D-H-O-P-S.com. And when you do that, you shall receive two emails a month, which will have all of the details of everything that has happened in the world of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast. You'll get to see which episodes I dropped recently, which episodes I got coming up, you will get to see if I've been a guest on someone else's podcast. You'll get to see which albums the Vox and Hops album review crew have reviewed recently. And you'll get to see which albums Jerry Monk, the metal architect himself, has put on the Brutal Awakenings playlist. There's just so much going on in the world of the Vox and Hops metal podcast. I'd hate for you to miss a single thing, so sign up to the mailing list. The Vox and Hops metal podcast is brought to you by Sound Talent Media and Evergreen Podcasts. I hope you have a glorious weekend. I will be back next week on Tuesday with one episode. But until then, remember to enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. Cheers, Fox and Hops heads. Ever wonder what a punch from Elton John feels like? Or how you cope with having turned down the chance to be in Nirvana? Or what signal Keith Richards gives when he wants you to get the hell out of his hotel room? Fans of Too Much Effie Perspective don't have to wonder, because they've heard these exact stories and a jillion others on our podcast. I'm Alex Hoffman. 
former tour manager for Radiohead. And I'm musician and comedy writer Alan Keller. On the TMEP show, we get guests like Nancy Wilson from Heart, Jeremiah Freights from the Lumineers, and Modern Family's Julie Bowen to tell us things they may have only shared with their therapist, clergy, or a TMZ stringer. So join us on Too Much Effing Perspective. That's E-F-F-I-N-G Perspective. The only podcast you crank up to 11. <laughs>